Important note for this intro is that we had just shown Kaz the very last scene of season one of the OA. If you want to watch it for context, go for it. Otherwise, uh, here we are. Guys, how did you feel? That was like my, did you feel the emotion coming out of it? Like, did you feel my opening through my silence? I always feel your opening. It was like interpretive Dan stopping a school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kaz, I can't. Why did you have to do that? <laughs> I'll, I'll add the context. I live in Texas, what? damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Why? What is this energy? Reset. Okay, all right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It? A film podcast to get lost with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to throw numbers at you. We're just going to ask at the end of that uh, that beautiful, beautiful conversation. So did you like it? I am Sir Square and joined as always with my co-host. I'm Stunt Driver Kaz. We are also joined by a special guest. Say hi, whoever you are. Hi, I'm Tucker again. Sorry. And that's right. We're continuing the holiday tradition of watching films on one particular uh, subject this year. We have chosen the beautiful uh, Ryan Gosling. And since Tucker is guest starring on all four episodes of this, we are judging Tucker to the standard of Ryan Gosling quietly at all times. As I asked, I appreciate that. So far, I've come out on top, um, and I expect to this time as well. And this week, to really kind of like put Tucker in a tough spot, we checked out Drive, the 2011 film directed by Nicholas Winding... uh, Refn, uh, starring uh, Ryan Gosling, Carey Mulligan, and Brian Cranston. This is the story of a stunt driver who is also actually a getaway driver um, who gets entangled in the personal lives of his neighbor, which leads to a series of events that turn everything upside down in his life. I think that's the best way to kind of introduce this film. Yeah, I think that's as good as you can get. I like though with that synopsis it could be like is this a serious crime drama is it wacky shenanigans <laughs> and it's a little bit of both it is a little bit of both there are some wacky elements to this movie that we'll probably get into there were definitely times when we were watching this movie with people uh in the chat with us where everyone would just be like oh fuck what <laughs> like a very very surprised moments with just like what the fuck moments you know like um there's no other other way to put it yeah there's like i feel like this movie goes it's either at a one or like a nine or a ten the moments between aren't aren't too too many it goes from real quiet to real loud you know take me back to those movies that you know are like they they ride like five to a six and we're all just chill by the end of it we all walk out just like you know what man that was a fun time (laughs) take me back to that moment Okay. Uh, I don't need to come out of a movie just exhausted. Oh my gosh, this is actually also based off a book. I yeah, I, this is based can off you imagine how much dialogue is in that book? I was thinking about that. <laughs> you gotta read <laughs> so much ellipses. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, it's only 158 pages. That makes sense. <laughs> and what do you think the sequel novel is called? Park. Oh no, it Reverse. was driven oh. <laughs> that's the prequel <laughs> we drove to yeah, that's gonna be the next book in the series <laughs> let me look back in reverse uh 
Oh shit. The next anyway, book is we should call get you Mr. Turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? We keep we keep naming these, but like I'd I'd listen to them. They they sound like Amazon exclusive to- <laughs> novels. I think it's interesting that we chose this film for Ryan Gosling because this is a very quiet movie for him. Like, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue. This introduces, I think, an important element to to the Goss, and that are his quiet, stoic gazes. Is his quiet, stoic gazes? I don't know. Um, they are pronounced in this, for better or for worse. But I really think, uh, I think, I think Gosling does all, I mean, they all do it a lot here, but man, there's a lot to read in like a look in this, in this movie. Frankly, frankly, Gollum, I think it's more for more, for more than just the gazes. It's also for the straights as well. Cause okay. I was feeling that Goss energy. I, one of my first notes is man, that guy can wear a shirt. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, man, this guy can wear some driving gloves. He's just wearing like a a shirt. It's not even crazy unbuttoned. Just like the top button is undone in the first few minutes. And I was like, Jesus, I don't look like that. Funny. My <laughs> notes was just, man, that guy can wear a stupid mask. That is true. That mask is insane. <laughs> oh, that mask is going to give me nightmares, to be honest. I didn't know stuntman masks were that terrifying. Thank God technology is you know gotten rid of that i think for the most part yeah we can just crash people in cars without masks mm-hmm. on. that way we don't have to look at those ugly things as we crash them into walls and all that. <laughs> one of the first things in this movie that that uh took me my very first note in this i think was when the credits were rolling which is brian cranston is in this oh my god we gosh. also said that out loud <laughs> yeah. yeah we were shocked <laughs> Yeah, the cast, just the cast role. I knew I knew this was a Goss film, but then just rolling through the cast, Ron Perlman, Christina Hendricks, what? Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Oscar Isaac out of nowhere. Carrie Mulligan? I know. Like, what the fuck? This movie, even Albert Brooks, you're like, where did any <laughs> of these people come from for this movie? Like, what did... I want to see the pitch for this movie. I want to know what drew these people to this movie in particular. Ron Perlman, I think I can guess, but everybody, and maybe Albert Brooks, but everybody else, I got it. Well, this is, I got it. It's early, right? Like, this is early in a lot of their career. For sure, Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Like, that's true. That is true. I, Oscar Isaac's in it for like, spoiler alert, like 15, 20 minutes. (laughs) And he's incredible in it. For those fifteen to twenty yeah. minutes, are you trying to tell me? Otherwise? No, no, no. I'm just like, does does Oscar? I I feel like it's an early Oscar Isaac for him too. Yeah, you're you're actually you're right because like I think this is like really the start of when Ryan Gosling was getting more and more popular as an actor because like he he had already become a, a big name through The Notebook, mm-hmm. but then like his next big movie after that, it seems. Like, there was Lars and the Real Girl, which I remember did get some traction. But after that, like, it wasn't until Crazy Stupid Love, which is the same. This this movie came out the same year as Crazy Stupid That's Love. That's awesome. And also the Ides. Damn, 2011 was a crazy year for Ryan Gosling. He did Crazy Stupid Love Drive and the Ides of March. Jesus. I do think this, uh, this begins the... I think th- there was a brief time after this movie where it descended into uh 
too stoic and too quiet. I think the director, this is the same director as Only God Forgives, I think, right? Uh, I got I got it pulled up here. Um, yes, it's the same director as Only God Forgives, I think, which is kind of like Drive taken a little even further into like quiet, loud. I think there's like famously one really good fight scene, but it's largely taken as like a bad movie. So this is like, I think the apex of all of this kind of energy is in this movie. <laughs> anyway, it's real, it's, it's real pretty. It is real pretty. Yeah. And the soundtrack's fun. The soundtrack's like crazy. 80s inspired like synth pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were definitely some moments where like I was, I was listening to the music and I was just like, after this, I'm going to, I'm going to watch a Carpenter Breathe music video. <laughs> feel good about my life and it's gonna be awesome yeah the needle drops in this movie are are pretty on point they every time the the music kicks in even with lyrics and stuff every time it kicks in i'm like whoo it's hitting as a film about getaway driving how do you guys think these these drive sequences uh kind of stood up to like other sequences we've seen in film i don't know weren't we mostly on the inside of the car just pointed at Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't try to hit that too hard. Yeah, I feel like for people who would think I'm not going to lie. I was very surprised with the lack of like showing his skills on the road, especially with like the way it's been explained to me uh in the past cuz this is the first time I've seen this film and I think this was your first time as well, guys. Yeah. Uh, I I thought there would be like a little bit more to it, but I was actually pleasantly su- pleasantly surprised. It was more about like the character himself, uh, Mister Drive. Mister Mister, he's just called the Drive. He's just like, drive. that's his name in oh. the cast. He's you're you're really you're you're almost spot on. That is his name in the movie. Yeah, I think um, I heard a pitch like last week or something that uh his character in this movie is um might be like dumb <laughs> like like an idiot um and i i as i watched the first scene i agree i was like oh this guy he's going to be a really good driver but like even the very first scene when you're sit, he's like it opens with him like he's he's the driver for two guys that are like robbing something that's the vibe i'm getting they come out they run they throw the bag in the car chase Chase scene begins really cool to start. I thought it was really cool. He's like driving down the street. There's these tense moments and you're coming up on a cop and he like pulls over, turns the car off. The cop just drives by. Really fucking cool. And then uh, they they find him. Helicopter spots him. And he like races to this other area. And then um, he really like lucks out a couple times. Like, uh, there's a, there's a gang shooting. One of my notes is thank God for gang shootings because he's like, <laughs> what? he's, the he's like sitting there. He's about to get caught oh. by this helicopter. Wait, wait, let him, let him cook. Yeah. Let me, I got, listen, I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Cause he's like about to get caught by this helicopter. And then you hear over the police radio, like we have a gang shooting into, uh, in progress going on. And they give like the street number and the helicopter like flies away. And it's like, so that would have been the end of the movie, I guess. If, uh. He didn't have. He's like a pretty shitty driver in the scenario where that gang shooting doesn't happen, and then it pick and then he gets caught again. Pulls up to a stoplight. There's a cop there. It's just he is like I don't know if he's the best at his job to be honest. I mean, hey, you put him behind the wheel. This kid can do it. <laughs> it is like probably twenty percent luck that we're seeing in this in these chase sequences for him. 
Actually, you know, at least the second chase sequences seem a lot more skill based. What's the oh when he um when he has that reverse moment he like flips the car around. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Oh, there's a after the botch robbery. Yeah, and there's a shot in that where it, the camera's in the car and it's the shot of Christina Hendricks and in the rear view behind like through the back window you can see the car flipping this movie looks really cool yeah and also not just in the driving but speaking of christina hendrix they have a oddly beautiful shot where her fucking head explodes yo that was so jarring that was definitely one of our what the fuck moments yeah so as part of the story drive is helping this lady who's his uh neighbor i guess um yeah. And then her, her husband is in jail or whatever. And so he comes back. And I got to say, so the whole time we're watching this, the way you think these things would cliche, like the cliche way these things go is he gets all jealous and is like, stay away from my girl, all that, whatever. The entire time, everyone in chat was ravenous for a bromance between Oscar Isaac and and, uh, <laughs> and Ryan Gosling. Oh, we wanted... I was... wanted those two to cuck the wife so hard. <laughs> I don't need the I don't need the, the the relation to be sexual at all in nature. I just <laughs> want them to be just fucking bros. And it's like that would have been the most wholesome shit, and we all wanted it. And it, it was sort of happening. But yeah, Oscar Isaac was in uh, his character was in some bad shit. I don't know what his character's name was. Um, uh, it was standard Gabriel. That's right. <laughs> Regular Gabriel needed help from Drive, and so <laughs> they went to, or so he recruited him a part of the heist, and then fucking just normal Gabriel gets fucking yeeted out of here by a fucking gunfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. His... Shot through the wall, <laughs> and he's to blame. I thought that was weird because I as another example of like, I don't know. I, at this point, I. I feel like he really enabled, like at the beginning, Oscar Isaac's like, I'm really get like, he does a speech, his like character introduction at like the birthday party or something. He's like, hey, I'm not going to do the thing I did. I have a lot to like atone for, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm turning around. And then Gosling's like, let me get you back in one last ride. And I know it's his intention to be like, this will be the last one. But it's also like, I, there's gotta well, be like, another what way was, what was the choice here because okay like i did think about this too like the only thing i could think of is like why didn't standard if like he wanted to go straight why didn't he just go and try to get witness protection because he had information on like i think he owed money to like the albanian like an albanian gangster yeah yeah it wasn't great all these characters which was like linked to uh ron perlman's low-level mafia Ugh good Pearlman in this movie good Pearlman good guy who plays Marlin from uh, Finding Nemo Albert Brooks right that's what I said <laughs> uh yeah he was great in this he was playing a very scary man with a very uh gentle voice <laughs> yeah I agree very intimidating <laughs> yeah I you don't expect at first like he's kind of fine and then he's just like giving like the uh the like threatening stuff uh, talks where he like he says something where it's like oh that's definitely a threat you know a, uh, a threat with nice words until it's just like it's revealed he's just like actually you're so deep into this now because of your your partner that you're fucked he's like all right and then just like murders a guy and says now you have to clean up after me and it's like 
you've always just wanted to do this. Like, you've just wanted to murder people, haven't you? Are you talking about I the... Know. Go ahead. Sorry. No, we're, I'm thinking we're talking about the same spot. You go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, are you talking about the guy that gets... Uh, I mean, there's something that happened to us before this, but he gets a fork in the eye and then stabbed twice in the throat? Yep. Bro, what a bad well, day. pizza, man. <laughs> he was eating he what was looked like the nastiest, spongiest pizza I've ever seen. Uh, oh yeah it looks like the like you know it's a money laundering front the restaurant they're in like it's just their their way to like keep their money clean but you gotta at least fucking try man like come on come on you're um, in los angeles and you're not even fucking trying we got a fish place here that i'm pretty sure is just a drug front (laughs) (laughs) yeah but from what i hear when people go get that dollar 99 fish sandwich they walk away they eat it they're like you know what that was good for a dollar 99 dollar 99 square fish patties (laughs) hey no one fucking complains when it's mcdonald's (laughs) yeah Because McDonald's does business in other things. This fish place is only the square fish. <laughs> hey, look. Look, we don't if we don't mess with the fish fry place, they won't mess with us, okay? Yeah, well we'll we'll stop talking about a regional fish right now for the podcast. Talk you might have to you might have to bleep out fish. I don't know if they have enough people to come after us. I don't think we're that important. Look, Tucker, if you wanna know the story real quick, there is a, a small chain within uh the city we live in where it has been open for years, but you never see a car within the parking lot. You only see like maybe one car, the person that's working there, but it is incredibly clean inside. They've served the same fish sandwiches for years for the same price. They have stayed open, and yet you will rarely ever see anyone go into those restaurants. That's terrifying. (laughs) We all know what's going on. They come out and try to explain that it's not true, but it's like, wait, you guys are the people that own this? Fuck no, you're not. I do feel like that same thing can be applied to Long John Silvers. Oh, it's basically like they're they're the food equivalent of a mattress mm-hmm. store. That like we all know we, what's going we. on here and no one's going to stop them. <laughs> but at least they try. Like I know this Italian place in Drive. They're probably charging 13 bucks a plate for what looks like fucking substandard food. <laughs> like come on. They're just making come you pay for Red on. Barons. <laughs> Basically, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I feel confident that Ron Perlman knows how to make some food. Start, okay. Yeah, Ron Perlman maybe knows how One, to make some food. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Two. That's a maybe. You might have to also sit but, to that because Ron Perlman also might have guys. <laughs> <laughs> but Nino Izzy Paolo Lizzi? I don't know. Lozi? Like, I don't know how to say his name. We're just I don't making know. making up names again? Yeah. What is this, a Christmas Prince? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a twist it would be if this is in the Christmas Prince universe. <laughs> Surprise, we ran over the queen. <laughs> Aldovia is like, Aldovia shattered as a country. I have a question about Gosling's character in this quote-unquote romance uh i'm sure kaz has an answer oh thank you um why does he like her besides hot why does he like her um she's present what's that she's present she's there (laughs) that's true that's true i was baffled Mm. the whole time 
as to like I feel like I'm they I I can see him being like, "Oh, she's attractive." I could see her being like, you know, uh, he's he's working on cars and all this stuff. It's like, "Listen, he's Ryan Gosling. I get it." At the she has a kid. He feels pretty non-committal as a human. I'm just Yeah, baff- but he gets along great with a kid. Right, but is he going to getting along great with a kid is different than like I have a kid now. No, but if you're like a I was going to say single mom, but once again, her she's got a man. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but still, you know, when you're when you're trying to evaluate, you're like, oh, wow, he gets a, he, he does really great. Hmm. Like, that's a stepping stone. You don't just immediately go into like, all right, let me put him in a crisis situation, see how he handles the kid. I just, I just feel like his character, uh, <laughs> he runs into the, it's the same thing with like Keanu Reeves has that trope of like, he's played how many characters named John? Where it's like, you're supposed oh, to just... yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You're supposed to just imprint yourself on it. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening. This character, you can I, never ask why with this character. Absolutely Look, my, imprint myself my on every away... Keanu Reeves character. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> just, he's just straight, like me, for real. <laughs> straight up, my my interpretation of this question and like my answer to this question is that like they rep... The, the wife and the son represent something that this character probably believes they will never actually have. And for this one moment in his life, like he showed some weakness and tried to like live a normal life. And this is what he got. What is, why can't he have that? What is the scenario that has put him in this situation? So at first, like at first he, (laughs) he did have like a thing for the neighbor. It seems, you know, like he does care for her, but he wasn't going to get in the way of, the husband also like he honestly just wanted them to be safe that's why he he put himself out there to make sure that the wife and the son and then also the husband would be safe if they just pulled off this job but like why is he involved in crime in the first place oh i mean you're you're gonna have to we're gonna have to read the prequel novel in reverse. <laughs> yeah, he comes in with no backstory. The most we get is Brian Cranston just says like, "Yeah, he just kind of showed up, didn't ask a lot of questions, didn't talk very much, and I underpaid him." It's a great situation. <laughs> so that's all we get for his backstory. Uh, you can probably take it as just someone who didn't come from a good family, like was on their own from a young age, just trying to figure it out, and like what? at this point, yeah. What I'm getting from this romance that we, uh, what we seem to be missing is that, and I guess none of us know what it's like to be hot people in love. Like, we have to actually work on personality, we have to do courtship things, you know, spend a little money. They can just be hot, look at each other in the hallway and be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that is the equation. He just looked at her, and then she just looked at him, and they were like, makes sense. Yeah. You're hot, I'm hot. Let's know. make this happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, shit, I got nothing. You guys are right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have a so, rebuttal. No, nope. there you go. Just the absolute <laughs> I, breakdown is we're a bunch of uggos, so we don't get it. God damn it. <laughs> we just don't get it. Cue the music. So that's, that's a score one for Ryan Gosling over Tucker, I think. God <laughs> damn it. He's six foot. I'm six one. <laughs> all right Ooh. all right too tall writing down next <laughs> writing next to tucker's name insecure over differences <laughs> I, I i feel very secure 
it's it. You could make a you could make a case for his character that like there is there is maybe something a little bit off about him. Well, there's obviously something off about him. Like he doesn't really in the sequences where he's killing somebody. This is not the first time he's killed somebody. Yeah, that's very obvious. That is a good point. And it's I feel like the the scene where he drowns Albert Brooks, I think was just like Ron Perlman. Or sorry, Ron Perlman, you're right. Um I don't know, there was something about that moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, this is cuz he he also in all of his like his requirements, he has like a list of requirements." whenever he takes a job and one of them is like i don't i don't touch a gun i don't get a gun uh and, and so it was like yeah it, this is not i feel like he's in over his head yeah i don't think he even uh, he expected to live the finale yeah like he even goes and tells her like yeah this is probably the last time we'll see each other <laughs> yeah not to mention going along with how uh yeah this man has clearly killed someone no show of emotion, completely stoic, cold and calculated when he's smacking around Christina Hedricks. Oof. Yeah, that was tough. Ugh. Was was she was not I get the vibe she was like obviously she's the the the, the root of kind of the betrayal with Oscar Isaac or how things went wrong. But she's yes. she's also just a pawn. I get the vibe that she does not really understand the full gravity of the situation either she thought she was going to come out of this alive <laughs> i do believe that <laughs> yes <laughs> that's a that's an oopsies miscalculation <laughs> <laughs> it was a situation where like they she was told that there was going to be a double cross but she didn't know about the money yeah she just knew like to be prepared uh and then yeah no that that sequence where her head just gets blown off with a shotgun. <sighs> Dude, yeah. I was talking about this with my partner right before this episode. Or, yeah, this episode. And and that... it. I feel like when, when Oscar Isaac gets shot, you're like, oh, shit, things went awry. Like, you're like, oh, no, things have gone wrong. And then they continue on. But when Christina Hendricks gets shot, it's like, okay... Things have gone way more wrong than I thought they were going wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, for Oscar Isaac, like, the moment he started getting along, the, normal, the, 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 the moment Vanilla Gabriel starts getting along with Drive, we just, everyone was like, oh, well, he's a dead man. Like, clearly, like, this, he's not going to make it to the end of this movie, obviously. Uh, and then, yeah, when they shoot him, it's just so kind of matter-of-fact. Yeah. While Christina Hendricks, you see the guy in the window, suddenly Oof. everything's slow motion, Oof. and we get this very detailed head explosion. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it has a bit more impact, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, also, a, a, another death that was a little understated, but I thought done really well, was when they killed, uh, when they killed uh, Brian Cranston. Oh, that was ho- that was hard. That was so yeah. fucked up and so just like casual. He just like kind of slits his fucking arms, like ah, don't, don't, you know, you're not gonna feel any pain. You're just gonna die. It's fine. Just let it happen. Yeah, but but going back to like the character itself, like his second kill that we see in the elevator, when he just smashes that man's head in with oh, his own foot. That was a cool scene. Like there is no emotion on his face as he's doing. There's just determination. It's just like this is this is kill or be killed for him. Yeah, he does not continue. Sorry. I don't know. It's kind of almost like it's a man playing at emotion. 
in a way because I it's I don't know if yeah he's very disconnected I like it's something I feel like he he can't have what he wants like what he seems to want because I don't think emotionally he knows how to yeah I think I feel like it's easy to look at this character and honestly this this performance and be like this is it's a lot of nothing but I think it's very intentional. And I, I, I early on was kind of like goofing on, on Gosling with these long, the whole thing. I was like, are these actor choices or is this direction? Because it is probably at times pretty excessive how, how quiet they are. And, but there's moments where there's these little things where I suddenly it feels very, very calculated. That, that elevator scene is I think really, really good because he's like, so the, the, everything he does in that scene is pretty irrational. (laughs) I feel like it's not calculated and it's so in contrast from his first little monologue where he's like, he pitches himself as kind of like plot armor to any characters that he's involved with. He's like, if the moment you pay me, I'm like totally yours. I'll make sure you get through this. And uh, this is like, you're, you're safe, but the moment I'm done, I clock out, I don't know you. And then you cut to this elevator scene and he's like randomly kissing her. Which yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. With, with that scene, we, uh, we weren't sure if it was a dream. Yeah. Like, is this actually happening? Like, is he just making out with her? Like full on in this elevator right now and then we're like it has to be a dream right but then like no he just starts kicking the shit out of this guy and we're like what's happening and then yeah she acknowledges it like it happened so we're like this is real this happened yeah it's a situation where like his thought process has to be where people don't respond well to seeing pda like normally (laughs) normally like when you're out in public you don't like watching pda so he's buying himself a few extra seconds by kissing this woman in public to where this hitman is just like, for a second, he's probably confused, and then he's going in, and before he can react, uh, Drive is already fucking kneeing him in the stomach, smashing him into the wall, and then smashing his face in with his foot. Are you pitching that the kiss was a calculated tactical maneuver? <laughs> It's a dumb maneuver. It shouldn't. It wouldn't work in real life because this is a movie and it can't work in real logic. But that is probably what I would tell you. They would try to explain this moment. By. No fucking way. He was horn dogging. <laughs> she. This was his last moment. I think that hitman was like, "All right, I'm gonna kill him in three, two. What the fuck?" And yeah. Then- <laughs> They're rolling his eyes, going the straights or having a normal one. <laughs> I I do I don't know that I agree. I don't know. I think I'm fine with it either way. I was interpreting it as like this character is kind of coming off the rails here. It you know? And also oh. it could be him knowing like this is gonna be my last moment. I yeah. ever get like anything from this yeah. woman and yeah. then like That's kind of what I boom. thought I was gonna yeah. mention that. <laughs> I'm saying like well, if they're gonna, going if they're out, gonna, I'm going gonna bullshit heavy. you if they're gonna bullshit you that's how they bullshit you <laughs> that's fair there's, I mean that's, that's how Marvel did it and secrets. it was just like what the fuck there's a there's an earlier scene as well I just I, there where he's um, there he's giving her a ride home I think 
and they're in the car together and it's this moment where he's just staring forward and he's again always you know the very stoic thing but then the moment she looks away he kind of just like blinks a bunch and just looks it's so it's so like micro acting and i'm just it's those moments he like looks a little insecure for a second it's those little moments where i'm like is this intentional am i giving this movie way too much credit <laughs> i can't tell uh yeah I was gonna say he yeah he, uh, he does great thousand yards stare yeah <laughs> like the part where they're in the kitchen and it's like oh shit Oscar Isaac's a cool guy at least if he was like a piece of shit like you know maybe Ryan Gosling could have taken him out and been, he would have taken you know you know taken over you know with with the with the wife and the kid but like no they're getting along great he's actually a cool guy and he's trying to turn his life around and Ryan Gosling's just staring forward mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's over for him <laughs> and i'm like he, he had just a this stare and i was like this man is going to kill this family <laughs> it's just that moment where like they're all reconnecting they're having the party and they're all happy and then uh, Ryan Gosling, like, staring into space, just like, and you just have to pretend that you're fine, but you're not fine. And the <laughs> music just starts playing. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Oscar Isaac, I think, his character, the scene where Oscar Isaac confronts Ryan Gosling for, like, the first time, and he's like, so you've been coming over and helping my family? Like, you've been coming over and helping out a little bit? Uh, Ryan Gosling does the thousand-yard stare again, and then Oscar Isaac goes... So you've been coming. He like interrupt. Like it's it it is in the real world. This isn't just like the universe that they're establishing. Where like it's everyone not like Scrubs. Where <laughs> no, just yeah. turns to the side and goes <laughs> to another universe. Yeah, Oscar Isaac is also like, why are we pausing so much? And I appreciate that. I guess. <laughs> oh, it would have been. So I would love if, if that snapping in front of his face. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> dude! I would love if we find out that Drive is just narrating things in his own life, like in his own head, as if it was his diary. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it would be so great if that was the character moment, you know? Absolutely. And everyone clapped. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's and it's weird too because it's like he's calling out him and he's calling out his wife because he of course probably has some suspicions, but at the same time like he's not going to really do anything about it because like this dude is not like falling for any of his provocations. Just like you've been helping out, he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Hey. When Plane Gabriel gets shot that first time in the parking lot and the kids right there, and he's just like, hey, yeah, just calm down. Hey, don't tell your mom. Don't tell your mom. And then, you know, Ryan Gosling shows up and he's all like, oh, shit. And it's like, hey, how are you going to hide a bullet wound from her? You're bleeding he didn't, out. He hadn't gotten shot. He was just beating the shit out of. But he was still bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. His face was real fucked up. He was pretty fucked, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That whole... Oscar Isaac. Dude, that yeah, go ahead. That's probably like a very like demasculating moment for Oscar Isaac. Not only getting the shit kicked out of him in front of his son, the fact that another man comes, sees his state, and then goes and comforts his son. That's what I'm. I think that Gosling is not a good, or not 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 even the good guy. I think if you look at this movie from not his perspective, this is just <laughs> bad people the whole time. Through and through. Oh, the only good person is maybe 
Carrie Mulligan's no. character, and then of course the son, because the son has done nothing wrong. Carrie Mulligan, a million for the son. The son gets a pass, but Carrie Mulligan, a hundred. You, I'm sorry. She, I, I have. Hold on, I have it written here. Oh, she's so okay. toxic. He's bad, but she's so toxic. <laughs> like that she, she like hear this. <laughs> she like, I don't know. She's. She's the girl that maybe she had was is is a, is a victim of circumstance, a hundred percent. But at this point, why are you sticking with Oscar Isaac? Why are you sticking with Oscar Isaac? And then also, like, I mean, at the very least, leading on this other dude. Why she's giving eyes? She's. I can give you that. She's giving eyes. She's more than giving eyes. She's uh taking a- asking him to come back to her apartment multiple times, <laughs> and and and, ha- and uh, so so much. And it's like also if you look at it, he's also like I don't know from her perspective. I guess he seems like a nice guy, but Ryan Gosling, the driver, drive, <laughs> is not a good dude. So it's just like man, she's like. She's either maybe she's just an absolute victim of the circumstance, but she is batting a thousand with these dudes here. Well, let me give you a sec- let me give you another sequence here or another suggestion or another fact. Sorry, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. They never were ev- they were never hanging out alone. It seemed that was the thing. Yes, the sun was. They. It's like she always made sure the sun was there. The only time you ever see the two alone with each other. Before, like, Standard is really introduced to everybody is that moment during the party where he comes out and she's just disassociating in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm sorry it's loud in there. It's just like, I almost called the cops. It's like, fuck, no, you didn't. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, is, this your, is this your weird banter? That was, like, the one time he actually had a little bit of humor. Like, the only time he has any kind of rapport with anyone was pretending it was the joke. I was saying I was going to call the cops. I know. That was pretty good. It's a pretty solid line, but, I guess. But you're He's saying, not saying like, it's a solid line. He's just saying it's humor. You're you're the one saying, you're saying like, oh, hey, they were never alone. There was always the kid. Yeah, you don't know this man. Why are you alone with your kid this that's, man? That's what I'm saying. That is, yeah, that is true. Also, that is another situation where it's like, Okay, I understand if since he's your neighbor and you're just like you're you're trying to build a repertoire a rapport with your neighbor, or it's just like, hey, could you help me give uh, carry these groceries into my apartment? <clears throat> I get that. Okay, you're a, you're a single you're not a single mom, but you're a mom raising your son by yourself. That is you know, you're, she's not single. Let's repeat that again. <laughs> yeah, she's not single. She's not single. She's just a mom right now taking care of the son alone as the husband's in prison. She. Like, I, you can right away, like, just needing help getting the groceries in, offering him a glass of water for saying thank you, and then that was it. But no. She just has to keep coming back. And then, don't they go on, like, to the park together or something like that? He was that? flying too close to the sun and lost both her men. Yeah, she's always a kid, though. <laughs> oh, she didn't just lose her men. She got traumatized. She will not be able to sleep normally probably the rest of her life because there's going to be that once every few nights where her nightmares are just uh invaded by the very real memory of watching a man's face get caved in that is a toughie that is a toughie i don't know that she was uh yeah that's a toughie <laughs> we'll 
the amount of therapy you'll need. In, in defense of her staying with Oscar Isaac, like, I, what, what did he even go to jail for? They don't say, I think. They don't mention, so it could just be, you know, uh, once again, a circumstance thing, or, you know, maybe he did some bad shit. But, you know, she was, like, willing to stick it through. Getting some strange on the side, but whatever, you know, however you cope and make it through. When he gets freed, it felt like it was kind of a surprise. Like, he got released early, and no one knew about it until, like, very close to the time of his release. <laughs> That's interesting. I would bet, yeah, I would bet that his, like, little speech at that party, I didn't I didn't watch it too closely, but I bet there's a lot in there to, to like, pull from why he, his situation. Yeah. yeah, and there might be, and even if he was a bad guy, he was trying to turn it around, and then he got shot. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think her staying with him, and not to mention, she didn't even seem to know about the whole heist thing. Like, she was as surprised uh, to see it on the news and have the cops come over. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. he Standard probably wanted this to be done so quietly that she would never know what happened and they were all safe. And, you know, if she, what, what she doesn't know doesn't hurt her. Yeah. Until, you know, you have to identify the corpse. <laughs> this whole movie, I was, I like, one of, I, is this, I was wondering if this movie, like, what's the point of this kind of thing? And I was wondering if this is, like, a display of the consequences of just living the life the way he did. Like I'm the whole, the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm just trying to, I'm just being like, why, why is any of this happening? Why, why are they doing this? And I feel like the moral it was giving me was that like, this is the consequence of like living this type of life. Mothers don't let your babies grow up to be stunt drivers. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the stunt driving was probably the okay part. <laughs> Oh shit! I got complete wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Stick to crime. Don't do stunt driving. <laughs> I was like, do crime. That shit seems a lot safer. Also, was it just crime? It was just broadly crime, right? It's just no, crime. He yeah. works as a mechanic and a stunt devil and a stunt driver. Like that's what he does. Uh huh. And then he's also a criminal for hire. But like, it seemed like. Here's the situation, though. Like, you could tell in the movie that he was trying to get away from that, too, because they were about to become... He was he was about to become a race car driver at the amateur circuit uh, with the money backed by the mob. So he wasn't actually going to get out of it. It was just going to get a lot worse for him. He's probably going to start getting into race fixing. Uh-huh. He's a bad dude. <laughs> He's just a bad... Actually, you know what? I think you can't just make it a case for him that he's just kind of stupid. He's just like, he doesn't give a shit. That's what it is. Like, I don't think he actually cares. I don't know if life to him is, like, an actual thing to, like, keep sacred. It's just his own life he's going to keep sacred. And to do that, he'll just do anything. Maybe. I would love it. If, like, in the the book, the novel itself, he's, like, got an internal monologue that's so complex and calculating and all this stuff. And here we are just like, yeah, I think it's just a wind tunnel in there, man. Like, nothing's <laughs> yeah. going on upstairs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. So, do we want to talk about... Uh, we, we brought it up earlier. I but I was trying to steer back to the character, but I do I did want to bring this back up because Kaz had a good point. The way Brian Cranston dies Oof. in this movie, yeah, that was hard. That was pretty hard. Kaz, do you want to give a little bit it's, more detail in this scene? 
it's rough to see Brian Cranston go in any movie. I gotta say, Godzilla took a real nosedive. <laughs> 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 Fuck in that! The first I was so minutes. pissed. I was so fucking pissed. That was such oh, a nice movie. I get oh into this. I actually gosh. like these human characters in this guy's. Oh, yep. Oh. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, but then once you introduce him, it was like, oh, you know that kid from like a broken family who joined the military. It's like oh, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, I immediately was like, <laughs> oh, military standard man. Oh, mm-hmm. no. oh man. <laughs> Let me. Oh, his wife is a nurse. Oh wow. Yeah. So Brian Cranston, in a bid to save his wife, goes into the 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 chamber that has all the radiation in it to save other people. Sorry. And Albert movie. Brooks closes the door on him. <laughs> and he says, you'd think you could do these things, but you can't, Nemo. I mean, <laughs> Shannon? What was his name? Um, Walter his name White. Shannon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You think you can do these things, Walter, but you just can't. Yeah. So Heisenbro gets yeeted by fucking a knife <laughs> in the fucking uh, in the fucking arm. Yeah, he just, like, I think he just goes in for, like, a handshake, and when he grabs his hand, he just gets a fucking knife, uh, like a straight edge, and then just whoop, yeah. all the way down. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. goes, shh, it's okay, it's okay. It's already over. See? It didn't even hurt. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> You're just going to die quietly. That's fucked up. That's scary. I don't like that. Yeah. It's also, I felt like it was so poignant. It's the the first scene where Albert Brooks's character is introduced. He goes to shake Drive's hand and Drive denies it. And he's like, nope, I'm not. He just walks away. And then uh, Brian Cranston tries to shake Albert Brooks's hand and Albert Brooks denies him. And then the next time when he offers to shake Brian Cranston's hand, he cuts him long ways and kills him. Bad vibes. Cuts him, cuts him you know, hot dog ways, not hamburger. Yeah, ways. not hamburger, hot dog. Yeah. You, you always you can't, you can't cut hot dog, kids. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, that was a lot right there in just the thirty seconds. That was this a lot that I needed. Us, we got school shootings and ham, hot dog, got hamburger. In this yeah, one. Wait, wait, this where did the school shootings come from? I don't remember. This. You we did the intro. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but no, that um, that was really it was really brutal, and it was weird because it felt merciful in some way it's one of the are we losing our sense of like humanity because of drive <laughs> yeah yeah i just advise the kid not, kids not to cut hot dog ways i think we have a little bit. <laughs> so, but merciful maybe not it's just i don't know about merciful it's just definitely less visceral seemingly than the fucking guy who got stabbed in the neck multiple times yeah that's true I mean, when I don't know if it was true. He, I maybe it was just him coping with his own way. He was saying, "There's no pain. It's done. There's no pain. It's just done." And then you're like, "The conversation in that sequence is what makes it a, a terrifying sequence." Yeah, like Kaz is right. It is scary him talking to him. Like yeah, that. but let's be real. Drive gets them back because, uh, you know, first off, like the stunt mask, as we've discussed. 
terrifying shit. I hate it. I hate looking at it. So the sequence of him looking through the restaurant door at Nino as he's like talking to a woman who obviously thinks he is not funny and doesn't want to have to have sex with this man, but knows is probably going to have to have sex with this man later. I know it's a whole thing. And then following him to the beach, like, and crashing, like, forcing him to crash the car, and then drowning him in the ocean while still wearing the mask. <laughs> that's that's a pretty fucked way to go, yeah. Like, it's it's terrible. No, I'm I would have like if I if a man followed me in a mask like that, I'd have nightmares for years. Yeah, if I saw him, like if I know I'm about to die, my final words would probably be like, "Can you please just take the mask?" Off? <laughs> And they're going to whisper, the mask stays on so I can finish. <laughs> Ew. Ugh. <laughs> I got nothing after that. I just flail. It just... <laughs> uh, Sorry. Sorry. What I do like about going back to the straight razor, actually, what's really funny is he puts the straight razor back in the little box that he has. Oh, yeah. And in it, he has what looks like a little letter opener knife, some other knife I'm not familiar with, and like a Chris dagger that has a little zigzag thing. I'm like, what is this box? You have a shaving He has a cult dagger. You have... He has a shaving razor. He has a letter opener. Why? He what has is a hunting box? standard. A ritual your, dagger blade? <laughs> it's your knife box. Don't you have a knife box? <laughs> it's your box of knives. It's called a drawer and we keep forks and spoons in there too. <laughs> That's weak shit, dude. You don't, Get yourself a knife box. Don't keep hey. forks and spoons with your straight razor. I need you know you're more really than I need good a straight at- razor more often than not. <laughs> And you re- you know you're really good with a knife box when you could just jam your hand in there and not cut it. I don't. I've never heard anyone say I'm really good with a knife box. <laughs> I trained for this one in the army. Look, yeah. <laughs> Tucker, you just you let me know camp. what class of <laughs> Tucker. You just let me know what class of people you hang out with, and it says a lot. I think I hang out with more knife people than box people. Oh, these casual people just leaving a knife in it. Where? A holster? Oh. Yeah, they got a holster. <laughs> it's the inside pocket. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I would love for them to have like a side holster for just their knives. Uh, they just come out with butterfly knives doing all those sick tricks. Get a box, you animals. You gotta have that knife box. <laughs> yeah, show some class. Get a knife box. <laughs> you see, Marlin the fish here has a really classy one where it even has like a glass opening to it, so you can see inside the knife box. <laughs> really, really appreciate the art behind the knives in there. Uh, we're talking about this knife box more than Brian Cranston or the main villain's death. <laughs> we're just going on about knife box. <sighs> those blades are all were had like that kind of weird shimmering like prism pr- like prismatic thing like they weren't just glowing silver they had like a weird colorful shine to them didn't they I don't know all of them are, all of them are blessed in the moonlight <laughs> really want to go in on these knives still I just I need to know <laughs> it, the backstory what were the knives thinking not what Ryan Cosling was thinking it was weird because it doesn't really 
happen before or come up again, right? I feel like it's just like, and he puts the razor back in his razor box, and you can yeah, forget was that, that box now. Shown at the beginning of the movie, like, was this a Chekhov's box? No one uh, picked up on. I I don't I don't think so. I don't think it was a Chekhov's box. I think this was just like, hey, remember that razor he killed him with? Well, it goes with all these other knives. Aren't these yeah. cool fucking knives? <laughs> and then he in the script's like, and then he puts the knife back in his knife box, and and then and then he leaves, and and that's <laughs> and then and that's the last we talk about the knife box. He's he's dying later. I don't know. What do you want? So somewhere, somewhere, a prop guy is getting super giddy for someone talking about a fucking knife box, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> you know, I'm really, I'm really happy that they uh, they're, they're talking about my knife box. Yeah, that's true. He's got five other knives. They're not important. <laughs> I put so much into it, and IMDb won't even list the box. <laughs> Creator of dri- of drive knife box. <laughs> uh, Sounds as real as every other name. Yeah. <laughs> in here we got like fucking ordinary Gabriel. Like none of the names men here matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I I don't know. There's so much in this movie that's like I feel like I could watch it on mute. Which the soundtrack is a bop, so I don't want to dismiss that. But like, I feel like I could watch it on mute and still get a good amount out of it. Like, it's not. I'm not missing a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I so, feel like if you're just watching this movie on silent, like you're doing chores or whatever, every once in a while you just look at the screen and you're just looking at Ryan Gosling, just looking off in any direction. And when you're not seeing that, you're seeing a lot of gore. That's true. <laughs> like, those are the options. Uh. So I know people are probably wondering, well, what happens? What's ca- what's happening to the bad guy? Does the bad guy eat it? Yes, Marlin the fish dies in this movie. Yes. Don't worry. You see, Drive decides to meet him and says, look, I'm going to give you the money and the girl and the kid stay safe. Marlin the fish tells him, look, you give me the money, I'll never give them their names. But the East Coast, or, uh... The Philadelphia, uh, like an East Coast mob, uh, the East Coast mob or something like that, as as they're explained, is going to come after you for the rest of your life. You'll never be safe. And he's just like, I'll just drive faster then. Like, word for word. He says says that. You can quote me. I don't care. He's dumb. (laughs) I think he's dumb. (laughs) And so, basically, it's just like, that's the conversation. So he gets up to leave after giving Bernie the money, or Marlon the fish the money. And then Marlon just pulls out a knife. I guess he took another knife from the knife box, but they didn't show us the knife box again, so fuck you guys for not expanding the lore. Stabs Drive, and then Drive gets a knife out of nowhere. I guess he has his own knife box and didn't want to show us either. Stabs Marlon the fish. His stab is more stabbier than Marlon's stab. So Marlon dies, and he just drives off as Drive would. Yeah, it was a really anticlimactic, weird like end to that. <laughs> it was odd. Yeah, no, the ending, the ending kind of drops the ball. Like he, I feel like he should have died. I'm okay with him he living. Should have died. Go ahead. Or gave him more stabs. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a little perplexed. I think that he, I think that uh, Marlon was not gonna kill Drive until he was like. 
I'll, I'll drive faster then. And then he was like, you know what? <laughs> actually, actually, I think, I think I might do you the, the solid here and just take you out of this world. <laughs> but um, no, it was so it was super anticlimactic. I think I don't know. I I'm down for an understated ending. I just felt like it didn't make the most sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like the it, the way Squared described it just sounded like so like mundane, and that's kind of how I felt watching it. Was yeah, he gets stabbed, and it's like oh no, our hero's getting stabbed, and then yeah, he just kind of slowly brings out a knife and stabs him back, and it's like. All right, then. I guess maybe because of the car, him ramming him with a car, his life bar was lower. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, it was perplexing. I don't know. Look, because because uh, Marlin hadn't upgraded his stats and driving missions to really up his like physicality and survive stab wounds, that is why he didn't live. But because drive drives, <laughs> he lived. <laughs> Roll. Words are losing all meaning. Yeah, that was the end of the episode right there. That was it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Drive drives. We don't need any uh, fill, you know, any plugs or anything like that. That's it. Drive just drives, you know. Play this. Play the theme as, the as Squared is driving off at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, what else did you? What did you want me to say? All right, no, that was it. That's perfect. Say. No, no, yeah, no. It was no notes. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a criticism. It was appreciation. <laughs> yeah, we can't can't criticize a perfect ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know when we were watching this movie, some we a few of us made the connection that this movie is like in the same style as Baby Driver that came out like six years later, and yeah. True. But I will. I will tell you this. I'm gonna have to say that, like, if I were to have to suggest out of these two movies, which one to watch, I'd probably still pick Baby Driver. I haven't seen Baby Driver. I can't comment. I I I caught the end of it when I was at a hotel. I'm pretty sure I just saw like uh, Jamie Fox explode, and then I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Like it's it's a movie that's. I guess we should just wrap this up with asking the question before I just start expounding on like my thoughts on the movie like that. Uh, Cass, does me? Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. I think we pretty much covered everything you can say about the movie. Uh, Ryan Gosling stands there, looks very pretty. Uh, he drive does the drive. <laughs> And gets all the driving, driving, um, and like he's got like a it's it's got like a really kind of star studded cast, like, and they all act great around Ryan Gosling as he just stares off. Uh, the music's good, the action's decent enough, and yeah, things happen. I I kind of yeah, I think it is a movie that you know I probably. I don't know when, if or when I'd watch it again, but it's definitely a movie you can have on in the background while you're like, I don't know, doing homework or busy with a project or something or doing laundry or something. You just have it on the background. You're like, ah, drive, you driving motherfucker. <laughs> um, and that's it. Yeah, it was fine. I, I liked it. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tucker? Yeah. Tucker, is that you? That's me. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? 
I'm doing all right. You know, just doing this podcast with these two guys, you know. Just fuck all right. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, even though we haven't fucked yet, uh, so did you like it? <laughs> um, I, I don't think I did. Um, I think you're right. I think all the, the actors did really well. I think at times I was wondering if they were doing well, but after watching it, I do think they were doing well. It was like, there was a lot of like, is if this is intentional, it's very good. If it's not, this is bad. Uh, and I do feel like I come away from it being like, I think they were, that was like acting with confidence, not with, um, I don't know, badness. Um, uh, but uh, the art is like the artistic direction is beautiful. The cinematography is great. The soundtrack is fantastic. I just feel like it was really underwritten. Like a li- and I think that there's for me at least I don't like that you kind of have to take so much of it at face value. Like I feel like if you if you look just past the surface of of any part of it, it's just a lot of like emptiness. And I don't love that. I feel like the the from from everyone involved, there was a big ethereal image, and I think they nailed that. They nailed the artistic direction of it. But I, I think in terms of a story, I don't like the characters. If I look at it just from an outside perspective, none of them were really likable, and then the the plot just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but it is really pretty it sounds really great it's really well acted it's really well directed i think maybe i just don't like that story but um yeah uh squaren yes um did you like it yeah honestly i could take it or leave it Hmm. like it's one of those movies where it's just like what day is it you know (laughs) like i don't know i don't know really what to tell you here What'd you think of the movie? What'd you think of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 fine, you know. The movie's okay. Like I would t- I I would recommend it to people. Would I ever watch it again? Maybe not. You know, like I said, I would I would probably watch Baby Driver again over watching this movie. Hmm. I'm not saying this is a bad movie. <clears throat> I'm not saying I didn't like aspects of this movie. Did I dislike this movie? No. Did I totally like this movie? Also, no. It's just kind of one of those films where it's like, I can understand now some of the memes I've seen behind it, but honestly, some of you gotta learn how to let things go. (laughs) A scorpion jacket is not a replacement for your personality. (laughs) It really isn't. It has to be. It really isn't. It has to be. Just like the Akira jacket wasn't an excuse to not have a personality either. (laughs) Like... Like, it doesn't make anything better, all right? You can have all the driving gloves you want and killer stares in which you're trying to, like, say 3,000 words in one smoldering stare. And it just isn't for me altogether, you know? Fair. But I'm going to say what I say at the end of any time when I'm doing something like this. is just, like, you should watch it. You should give it a chance and see for yourself if you like it. I think it's really fun to navel gaze about this movie. Like, just to, like, think about it critically. I think it is. It's it's interesting to see. It really is. Like I feel like it's one of those movies where when you talk about it with your friends, you end up sounding like a film critic a little bit because you can't help but start breaking down the shit you just watched. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cass, what do you got going on in your life? 
Ah, shit. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, we do Octopath on Tuesdays. Second Respawn. Twitch.tv forward slash Second Respawn. This is number two, the letters ND. The word Respawn. No letters or symbols or anything. Uh... Sundays, I think we're doing Ori. I'm not having a great time with Ori, but I may think I just had a bad day. We're gonna try it again. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Other days are kind of weird because Nan's still injured, and so co-op days are also changed. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. Also, you can catch this podcast, probably not, uh, until next year, uh, live <laughs> on Fridays, uh, 10 p.m. Central U.S. time. Cool, that's me, Squared. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SirSquare, in which you can just see my tweets. And um, uh, if you have in, if you have access to international Netflix, check out Final Space. We gotta save that show. Check it out. Love it. Hashtag save Final Space. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I don't know about that. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and if you guys want to ever uh, join us for the to watch the movies with us before these podcasts, you can come over to Second Response Twitch channel, uh, hang out with them for a little bit, get to know them, then come join the Discord, meet us in the movie chat, and you can even uh, give us some movie suggestions for the next year. Oh, sorry, Tucker, is there somewhere there you need to be? No, that was really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Can't criticize a perfect well, ending. <laughs> Well, you know what, Tucker? What do you got going on in your life? And <laughs> nothing, dude. Um, no, um, I. You know what, Tucker Win Stanley on Spotify. That's where I'm at. Uh, that's pretty much the. I mean, listen. Follow me on Twitch, Tucker underscore Wins. I'm not streaming. Don't subscribe. But I will sometimes. You know, I had a little little brief thing not too long ago. Um, that's it. That's it. But you know, listen to it on Spotify if you want to. Fall asleep to it. That's the dream. I don't know. Is it me? Is it me? I have to bring us into like the ending bit. I mean, honestly, like I feel like that was the perfect ending. I don't think we can tell them anything. I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, we're gonna continue our holiday with Ryan Gosling next week with Lars and the Real Girl. Uh, we're very excited for to continue our journey through Ryan Gosling's career by instead of going forward, going backward again. I'm <laughs> in reverse. I, right. I can't express how excited i am to talk about lars and the real girl i love how like we went from like uh the nice guys backwards to drive backwards to lars and the real and the real girl to the future jumping all the way (laughs) to blade runner 2049 this this schedule is wild this is such a good ending that like the these next two movies that it's lars and the real girl i your expectations will be shattered of what to expect from the goss. And then Blade Runner just back to the tippy top, my friends. I'm not going to lie. When I read the synopsis for Lars and the Real Girl, I'm excited to watch it. But the synopsis already gave me. It's like, this sounds like more awkward vibes of Harvey. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Anybody got any like ending thoughts to leave off of something for our audience to think on after an, an amazing film such as Drive? I'm just wondering which baby would win, Baby Driver or Boss Baby. Is it Fuck off. Is it Baby Driver an adult? I don't know. I never saw it. His name is Baby Driver. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's a baby. I think he drives. drives. No, he drives babies. It's a different universe. Oh. So he's a chauffeur for Boss Baby. Boss <laughs> Baby.